Good morning and uh, happy USL final day, everybody. Phoenix Rising and Louisville City take on uh, each other at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight on ESPN2, so go check that one out. Uh, real quick, uh, thank you to Roughneck Scarves and the Beautiful Game Network for sponsoring us. Uh, have a special You Play We Don't with Phoenix Rising number 8, uh, literally and figuratively. Colin Fernandez, the former uh, Chicago Fire homegrown and then bounced around in the... Uh, with Louisville and then went to, let's see, uh, St. Louis and then the Tulsa on loan and now has landed in Phoenix. So uh, good stuff for him. I'd like to thank uh, Ryan Madden with the league, Sam Dorr, uh, the VP of, of Ops for Phoenix, and then you know Colin himself for sitting down with me the uh, night before a final. So um, best of luck to, to those guys and, and everyone involved for a successful uh, outing tonight. And uh, we will have a championship reaction for you guys on uh, on monday night so enjoy this interview with colin um if you're asking us well where's the interview with louisville city don't worry we have a uh, an exit interview set up with uh, with somebody out there um sometime next week all those guys go home for the year on sunday but if there's any stragglers left in kentucky we'll uh, we'll gladly talk to them so enjoy this with colin it was it was a really good talk for a, a guy who uh Strangely enough, has been a bit of a USL journeyman, and he's only 21. So, hope you enjoy. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow and things at the USL Show on Twitter, uh, and check out our website, theuslshow.com. Until then, take care. Uh, have a great final. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Alrighty, I'm good. I'm good cool. to go. All right, man. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, before we talk about this year. Um, I, I think it'd probably be good for people to know kind of how you got to Phoenix because it's been a, a bit of a journey. So, um, yeah, for those that don't know, you came up through Chicago Fire's youth system. Uh, yep. And then I think played for all of their USL affiliates. So I played the first year. The first year of the affiliate in 2015 was St. Louis, but I was okay. actually loaned out here in Louisville right, right. Um, for a few games. And then 2016 was loaned out to St. Louis, and 2017 in Tulsa. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it, it's a it's a point of contention, um, more so with the two sides, I think, just because the kind of connotations that that has to people. But what's it like for you as a player to bounce back and forth between you know Chicago to St. Louis and then to you know. Or sorry, Chicago to Louisville, then back to Chicago, then to St. Louis, then back to Chicago, then over to Tulsa. You know, what is what is that like for you? And and obviously, as a guy that didn't get a ton of minutes for for one reason or the other each of those years, is it is it frustrating to to go out on loan? Which you know, part of the purpose of doing that is to play games and then not yeah. get to play games. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always difficult, especially when you're young, you know, um, and it takes some time to get like to adapt to. And for me, like I was loaned out to Louisville for a few games and I was called back and then in St. Louis the following year. And then I was called back and I only played a handful of games and it was, it was frustrating to get called back and not really get into a rhythm um, for me. So, cause I was starting to play and then I got called back, which was, it was hard. Um, but then last year, last year was great because I was there for the whole season. Right. So I got to play. I got to play 30 games in the season, which was amazing for me um, in my development. So, yeah, there's definitely there, it, it was definitely frustrating to 
towards in the beginning, but I'm I'm grateful I'm grateful for my time and all the sure. you know, all the places that I went, you know, because that's what that's what's got me here today. Yeah, and then you know, not only all of the um, team changes for you, you also switch national team allegiances in 2016. Uh, yeah. So that's that's another that's that's um so <laughs> that's something else. Um, so my father is Peruvian. Okay. Um, has Peruvian citizenship. Um, in the law, actually, two years ago was that you had to work there in order to get citizenship. Mm. So it was hard for me to get citizenship in Peru while I was supposed to go to the under-20 World Cup qualifiers with them, um, but I couldn't get my citizenship done in time. So I went from there, and then um, Tab Ramos called me into a camp in April of last year, uh, and I went to that, and I had a I had a ham I picked up a hamstring injury in the first game, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's it's there's a running theme here for you, Colin, and it's a lot of back and forth. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How big is yeah, it um, for you to finally a not be on loan, um, and and b you know to not only be with you know. A, a, pretty solid usl team but a usl team that you know has made it to the cup final yeah at the end yeah it's um it's actually a huge relief uh so at the end of last year i looked at i said okay i had a pretty good year you know but now i need to find somewhere where i'm comfortable yeah so patrice was patrice the old coach here was calling me was calling me before like right when uh the options and like the options came out from MLS when mine didn't get picked up. He was calling me and calling me and calling me. And I was like, look, you know, give me a couple more days. But for me to have a coach that wanted me here, that that enjoyed what I brought to the mm-hmm. table was was every was everything and anything I could have asked for. So for me to land in Phoenix, like such a great place great organization great club for me to land here was a was a dream for sure um yeah your time at tulsa you know you you said you played in 30 games did they drop you back a position like were you playing holding midfield there as opposed to where you were previously Uh, i was playing like the number eight okay um but sometimes I don't know if we really knew what our whole system was the whole time. So we were, I was, I was, I was running all over the midfield. Um, so yeah. Well, especially in academy systems too, I think, um, you'll see a lot of kids that are, you know, all right, well, you know, he's an eight, but we're going to try him at a 10 because that's what the yeah. organization needs right now. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, and I don't know if it's similar for you, but like, coming up through an MLS Academy or even, you know, the U S youth system where there's, you know, guys like, uh, what well, Matt Real was playing at center back the other night, you know, and it's, it's yeah. up until you, you play in a pro system consistently, you don't really know where you play. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, is, is part of the relief for you, you know, not only in finding a permanent home, but in settling into that, that number eight role. Definitely. Um, yeah, I grew up when I was playing in the academy. I was playing the number ten spot pretty much the whole time. 
Um, and I scored a lot of goals, which was surprising enough, you know, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to find that role, I mean, last year, that's where I felt most comfortable. And then this year, like going into this year, I knew that was my spot. I knew what I was going to do. So yeah, it really was a relief to be, uh, to be honest. Yeah, and then I, I, I guess uh, we'll talk about it. Obviously, really strong season for Phoenix. Um, in the playoffs specifically, though, you beat Portland three uh, nothing. You beat mm-hmm. Swope Park four to two, and then Orange County two to one. You know, you went from I, I think you know we'll call it seventeen appearances in the regular season, and then you're you're starting mm-hmm. all these playoff games. Yeah. Um, you know, what was it like going, you know, into the playoffs for you? Did you know you were going to start that kind of, you know, quote-unquote return fixture against the Portland Timbers that you guys lost in the last game of the season? And then, you know, how big was it for you, obviously, being the key factor in you winning that game against Timbers, too, after not starting in the regular season final? Um, <laughs> I mean, I had, I didn't know, actually, I was starting until uh, the day before the game. Mm. So... Which I was, I, I mean, it didn't, it didn't really matter to me when I found out, because um, I was excited. Uh, it was because I had a, I had an ankle injury during the middle of the season, during the middle of the season that kept me out for a few months and kind of held me back a little bit. And then I was finally getting, I was finally getting back to full health, full fitness, and you know, I just, I kept working hard and I, I did what I had to do every day, until I got my chance, and that was my chance, you know, so. I took it, and now we're just going to keep running with it. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's funny because I don't think anybody else played the same matchup at the end of the season on like you guys did. Um, and, you know, especially for a lot of people, I think losing to the Timbers that last week of the regular season was a little bit – I mean, as good as that team's been, was a little bit of a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. And then you kind of have to, you know – have a groundhog day moment and do it all over again. What was the, you know, thought process or what did, you know, coach chance say to you guys having to play that same team, you know, in a quick turnaround when they just beat you? Yeah, we, we knew they, we, we knew they were a great team and we knew that they were really good going forward. Mm. So we said, look, we, we, we got to, we have to figure out a way to, to force them to play almost out wide because the number 10 Loria was, when he gets comfortable in the game, that's when teams fall into trouble. Mm. Um, so for us, we were, we wanted to keep the game compact. We wanted to always have someone around him when he had the ball. So I thought that that was Kevin I's job. We were there to slow down the game in the midfield, keep the ball, try to keep, try to get a rhythm, even though we didn't have much possession, they didn't, we didn't really feel like we were in any harm at any point. So that's what, that's what I think changed. We were more defensive minded and then when we got the ball going forward, we were going. We were going 100 miles an hour. So, is there? Because we we got this question and and we kind of punted. And I said, well, I'll save it for when I talk to people that are actually on these teams. Okay. Is there a comparable Eastern Conference team? You think? Obviously, you have a little bit less experience with those guys. To or sorry, is there a comparable Western Conference team to Louisville? To be fair, um, 
I'm not completely sure. I haven't. I, I watched. Mo- I watched most of the the playoff games. Right. And everyone plays. Everyone plays different. You know. Yep. It's it's completely different. So it's hard to say. I I can't really come to mind with anyone right now. That's fair. Um. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, as different. as a as a whole, it does seem you know the Western Conference is a little more open, a little more attack oriented, whereas the East and mm-hmm. and maybe part of that is with your Charlestons and and you know historically Richmond and Pittsburgh that like to just bunker in. And, you mm-hmm. know, kind of turn things into a slugfest. And, I mean, you're right. There's really not a Western Conference team where you go, oh, they don't really play, you know, attractive soccer. Yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting and it's 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 funny. You know, obviously, you know, the setup in USL is a little different than MLS or um, even, you know, USL League One coming in with one table where it's, you know, by and large, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference don't really play each other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, we were talking about that actually. We all, sometimes we we wish we we get to see what the what the Eastern Conference is like for a couple mm. games, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially with you know what thirty two hundred teams or whatever it is now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's wild. And you know, for for as much talk as as Drogba gets. Um, <laughs> And I guess I'll just I'll just ask because it'll, it'll come up. What's it like for you playing with a guy like that? You being, you know, someone that I'm gonna guess probably like played as him in FIFA back in the day. He's actually he's actually my brother's my younger brother's favorite player ever. So, so like you have bragging rights cool. on the family forever, right? Like you're yeah, gonna go yeah, home yeah. for Christmas and be like, hey, I played with your favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, but honestly, it's it's really special because I've learned so much from him, mm. especially with uh, just the being patient, waiting for your opportunity. Cause he was the guy, he, he's my locker buddy. So he was the guy okay. I was talking to. I sit right next to him every day. I get to see what he does every single day. So for me, like when I, when I was, cause it's, it's always a struggle when you don't play. Right. Um, but it's, it's all about how you respond and how you re- how you react and play or when you get that opportunity so for me when I was talking to him he was helping me he was helping me with that he's like look you know what you always got to be ready you never know what could happen and that's and that's exactly what happened so I'm grateful for I'm very grateful for all that he's done for me for this club and for everyone here how long did you have the, you know, fear of God? If I talk to this man the wrong way, he's going to like strike me down or something kind of, you know, anxiety. No, no, I never, <laughs> I never really get, I never really get starstruck over, over someone. So for me, it was, this is my, this is my teammate, you know, I'm going to yeah. treat him like, like every other guy, you know, but everyone has, everyone has respect for each other. You mm. treat someone the way you want to be treated. So, yeah. At the end of that, as well, it's what it was. And you know, it's funny for as much you know, and rightfully so, mainstream media attention and and you know things like that he's getting for the league and for you guys and um, you know just the the final in general. Um, there's a lot of really good guys in your team, yourself included, obviously. But you know, mm-hmm. um, JJ and and Asante and you know uh, Devin and, and it, you know Carl and Goal. Like there's he's been great and and you know it's at sometimes he's able to turn the clock back and look like he's half his age which is terrifying mm-hmm. but 
Um, <laughs> you know, without some of those other guys, I, I don't think you're, you're nearly as successful. You know, how important is it to have those, you know, ridiculously pacey wing wingers and, you know, crafty midfielders and, you know, how much of, of your team is, you know, we're all part of one whole and it's not just Didier Drogba and a couple other guys, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, the crazy thing is, is that Didier doesn't act like, like he's the big man on campus, right. which is, which is cool, which is great. And Solomon Asante is for me, the MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's a fantastic, um, unbelievable player, but even better person. He's always, he's someone you always want to be around. And same with JJ. JJ, JJ's a great, a great guy. And what he does on the field just is, is, is amazing. And to see the goals that he scored this year, the bicycle kick, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been, it's been an enjoyed, uh, it's been enjoyable to play with. He's been enjoyable to play with and to watch. So for me, those two guys are, are fantastic. And even, even Carl, Carl has had a tremendous year mm-hmm. and, Carl's actually Carl's actually my roommate. He's not here right now, but he's my roommate. Um, he uh, he's he's one of my good buddies on the team, and to see him, it, I'm very happy for him to see how well he's he's done this year. And I'm very I'm very excited. So I I guess I have all two more for you, and I'll stop wasting your time because you have a decently no 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 match tomorrow. Um. It, is it is the home field advantage? Do you think for Louisville a little less, given that it's not at Slugger, it's at Lynn? Like it's actually on a, you know, pretty nice soccer turf as opposed to a baseball diamond. Or, or do you guys is that not even crossing your mind in terms of, hey, at least it's not on a on a baseball field. Yeah, we're we're definitely saying, hey, it's not on a baseball field. Like, <laughs> we like our odds a lot better. Right. Yeah. Everyone, um, everyone else, kind of breathed a sigh of relief that we don't have to to look at that field uh, again for a couple months. So that. Was... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's tough. I mean, you saw what happened last week against sure. Red Bull when the guy slips yep. on the penalty and it changes the whole game. So, I mean, to play on a regular field is. For it, it's I think it's it, it's a must do for a championship game. Mm. Sure, a l- I mean a little more intimate, and I'll be interested to see how the crowd reacts because I mean it's it's such a great atmosphere as it is at Slugger, but with that yeah. being, you know, I think that only holds seven or eight thousand people. It might be a little you know louder than normal, but I, you guys are used to playing in front of some decent crowds yourselves. So oh yeah, it's been unbelievable the past few weeks. Especially even last week in Orange County, right? The fans were crazy. It was, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, to see them storm the field after the after that game was it was awesome. So, last question for you: Who's the guy that you're just gonna try come hell or high water to shut down tomorrow night? Who do I want, who do I want to shut down tomorrow night? Yeah. Huh. You have about. a couple of options. There's there's only a few guys in Louisville that are, you know, really good. It's not like they're running, you know. Are we talking as a team or are we, are we talking personally or as a team? Oh, God. Uh, no, I'm going to need, like, I'm going to need, like, a person. Like, call your shot kind of thing. Okay. Um, 
let me see. Well, it's got to be someone in the midfield. Right, yeah. I mean, there are three guys in the midfield that are great. They're all right. good players. <laughs> I mean, I, I played with Ilicic, and I played with Niall McCabe. Mm-hmm. I know they're both great players, so I have to say one of those two. But, really, I mean, if you the one can... I'm not... Pardon? If you can neutralize any of them, it's a job well done, to be honest of course. with you. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to ta- I'm gonna try to take care of one, and I know Cav's going to Kayvon Lambert's going to take care of the other. So right. that's what our plan is. Good man. Uh, Colin, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, best, thank best, you very much. Best of luck. I can't uh, can't be partial, but I will say, you know, best of luck, and uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens tomorrow night. Eh? Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, no the call. Take care. Yeah, have a good one.